0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation.
1: Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. Last week, I shared with you the first part of my conversation with Apostle Paul. This week, I'm going to share with you the second part of our conversation. In this second part, we talk about the threats that Paul faced and the strengths and opportunities that God gave him to be a blessing to his world. As I indicated last week, the character of Apostle Paul is played by Dr. Todd Steele, who is the Dean of Baylor Truett Seminary. Please take a listen to this part of our conversation. And let's look at um, some of the weaknesses that it probably you had, and you can also link it to the threats. Uh, or the challenges that you faced, even when you encountered the Lord, when you became a Christian, uh, as a Jewish believer in Christ, as, a, as an apostle in the first century church, what were some of the weaknesses? And then also, as I said, talk about your, the threats that you faced. Well,
0: I wrote the letter to the Corinthians in the mid-50s A.D. that I had five times received from the Jews, 39 lashes. That is, I was exposed to the synagogue's discipline as they punished me for what they understood to be uh, misguided or law-breaking behavior. So 195 strokes were applied to my body. In fact, when I write the Galatians, I talk about the brand marks of Jesus. This is part of what I meant. Not only did I receive 195 strokes, but three times I was beaten with rods. This is a Roman punishment to which I was exposed. Perhaps you've read in Acts about Silas and me being beaten in Philippi and thrown into prison. This was one time that I was beaten with rods. I was also pelted with stones. Perhaps you've read that experience that I encountered in Lystra when I was stoned and left for dead. Three times I was shipwrecked. At the end of Luke's Acts, you can read the account of me en route to Rome from Caesarea by the sea. This is what a shipwreck would have been like. I spent a night and a day in the open sea, always on the move, danger at every hand from rivers and bandits, from fellow Jews, from Gentiles in the city and the country at sea and from false followers of Jesus. I often went without sleep. I knew hunger. As I can say to the Philippians, I know how to abound and I know how to be abased Hmm. I knew what it was like to be thirsty, without food, frequently cold, sometimes without clothing. And if this weren't enough, as Christ's apostle, who founded fellowships throughout the eastern Mediterranean, whether it was in places like Philippi or Thessalonica or Corinth or Ephesus, I had these churches always on my heart, always on my mind, even though I might not have been there in present, they were never absent. And so all of this stress and strain is that which I experienced uh, as one of Christ's servants.
1: Hmm. Wow. So when Jesus said that... um if we are persecuted for righteousness' sake or for His sake, uh, we should rejoice, or we should we are blessed. And then you tell your, your protege, your young pastor Timothy, that yeah, um, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ will suffer persecution. You were not just mouth and words; you had lived it.
0: Yes, Jesus himself said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good courage, I've overcome the world. That's why I can say to the Thessalonians, rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So those who desire to live for God will be opposed by those who uh, are opposed to God and the good. Sometimes persecution is more obvious. Sometimes it's less obvious. But there is a god of this world who is opposed to uh, the the way and the will of God.
1: All right. Now l- let me let me ask about um, the lessons that you drew from this. Now the the weaknesses that you went through, the uh, threats that you faced, the challenges. All these things. What did they teach you about God, about humanity in general, about life?
0: I write to the Corinthians in what you call Second Corinthians regarding uh, an experience that was mine in the province of Asia. I speak of it as great pressure, even despairing of life itself, feeling as if though I'd received the sentence of death what did I learn through this? To rely on God who even raises us from the dead and that God is a God of consolation, a God who comforts us in the face of affliction so that we, having been afflicted, will be able to comfort others. So my trials taught me Not only to trust in God through thick and thin, through good times and bad, but my trials taught me that I can learn from them so that I can know God's character and then extend and express God's character as a sense and a source of comfort and consolation for others. Hmm. As I experienced what I describe as a thorn in the flesh, and asked the Lord to remove it, not just once, not just twice, but three times, I hear the Lord say to me, that my grace is sufficient for you. For when you are weak, then you are strong. And so, weakness uh, is ultimately a gift that we can give to God. Hmm. And then we can learn that God can do all things through Christ, who is strengthening us.
1: Wow. Um, A lot of lessons, good lessons there. And um, now, after talking about the weakness and the threats that you faced, uh, I think it would be a good time to now look at your strengths, um, the gifts that God gave you. And also connect it probably to the opportunities that you had to express uh, those gifts and be a blessing. Uh, make an impact in in, in your world?
0: As I said to the Ephesian elders when they were gathered in Miletus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And to see our life as grace helps us to offer grace to others. So this call that uh, was placed on my life when I encountered Jesus was, in fact, my greatest strength. It guided me. Hmm. God grasped me by his grace, and I never got over how amazing his grace is. Coupled with a call, I worked hard. Okay. In fact, compared to others, I think I worked harder than they. Very diligent, right? diligent. I I talk about it in 1 Corinthians. I talk about it again in 2 Corinthians. Uh, I will place uh, what I sought to do because of God's grace alongside any of my contemporaries. Even before I was a Christ follower, I was uh, going beyond my contemporaries And once I became a Christ follower, I took that energy, I took that effort, and I directed it towards the gospel and its expansion. But if we really want to talk about the uh, strengths that I brought to ministry, we would have to talk about the fact that the love of Christ controlled me. Having concluded this, I write to the Corinthians that one died for all, therefore all died. In, in Galatians, I say to the Galatian Christians, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in and by the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. So it's the love of Christ that constrained and compelled me. And it was the love of Christ who ultimately allowed me to have the mind of Christ. Have this habit of mind among yourself, I write to the Philippians, Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but he emptied himself, Hmm. taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of humanity and being found in appearance as a person. He became obedient by humbling himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so this mind of Christ, this love of Christ, I would say, was what enabled me to be successful as an apostle.
1: Wow. A successful apostle indeed. And as I listened to you, one thing that came to mind, it appears that to you, grace was not just this passive, private uh, ascent to some uh, ethereal works, but it was something that really pushed you or energized or empowered you to do something. And so the grace of God in you was not without effect. Um, as uh, some of us living li- I mean, in the world today, uh, think um, that grace is just a license. You just do whatever you want. And it's not something that you cooperate with to just do what God wants, right?
0: That's right. Um, I say to the Romans, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may increase? Hmm. May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? So grace is not a license. Grace constrains and compels us, as I say to the Ephesians. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works that no one should boast. For you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for the purpose of good works, which God prepared beforehand that you might walk in them. So grace, yes, is a gift. And grace is also that which calls us to go, to give, and not only to gain and to get.
1: Hmm. Not only to gain and to get. Uh, God bless you for that. I see in you, when I I listen to you, I get this understanding that you had this balanced understanding of grace and works. You could engage the tension pretty well, that even though the grace of God is working in us, we ought to work out our salvation you could you had a way of just helping your people uh your audience grabs that and I, I i thank you very much for that understanding i mm-hmm.
0: say to the philippians work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who is at work within you both to will and to do his good purposes mm-hmm. we don't work for salvation but
1: what god works in we work out all right great great point there I hope you gleaned some helpful lessons from our conversation. Next week, I'll bring to you the last part of our interaction. Until then, may God bless your reflection on it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday to get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.